This is the Ryan Show FM, but you know that already. We got Honky Wonky on the ones and twos, and we have for the second time ever appearing on this program, the ever so lovely Vina Love, ironically enough. Vina, let's give it up, everybody. First and foremost, let's give her a proper introduction. Back again. Vina, how are you? It's been a few months. What's new and exciting? I'm well. Um, I've officially hit my mark of um, all the music I can record. Um, I had a set number of where I wanted to stop at, and I'm finally there. So, what's I'm that about set to number? Release. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's it sounds like monumental. It was 30, and it ended up being 50, which is wow. pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So, um, now I'm just in the process of releasing everything. I'm in the process of um, making videos and just promoting everything, getting my marketing together and everything. So I'm really excited. And as a businesswoman, to see it develop like that, like in every aspect is really cool. So I'm excited to release everything. It's about time. How hands on are you? Everything Extremely. from the production? Because I've read that you're not, you're not only you're not just singing, but you're also producing some of this as well. Mm-hmm. Did you produce all 50 tracks? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, well... I am very particular, so I do have a lot of say. Well, I have all say so in my lyrics and the arrangement of a song. If I don't like a beat, if I want to add an instrument, I want to take instruments out. I am very, very hands on with every aspect of making a song, making a video, whatever it is, because everything is, you know, I don't want to say everything is my idea, but every like this is my career. Like if I'm not yeah. hands on, how can I expect anyone to be as serious? So I am very hands on, and I just love it. I love what I do. So that's great, and and you know that's so important to be hands on in this day and age because mm-hmm. that's what leaves people behind is people that leave yes. it in other people's hands, especially in this day and age. You have your, I mean, unless you have like millions and millions of dollars backing you, mm-hmm. you just shell out to people. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. no matter who you are and where you come from, it's just not the same game that it used to be. Yeah. You know what separates you from a lot of the other girls out there, though? A lot of the other women out there, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're actually talented. And that's Thanks. the first <laughs> thing that came to me. Like, I was listening to your music and going through it, and I saw mm-hmm. videos of you singing without any type of, like, vocal help. Mm-hmm. And just an incredible voice. Thank which, you. Which I can imagine is frustrating when you're in this time when that matters yeah. the least. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, I say all the time, like, I'm trying to have a career in the worst time of the music industry. Like, I literally was just saying that. And, I mean, it's not against, like, anyone else, but, you know, like, generally, gener- generationally, people want different things. Like, you, yep. they grow, they see other things, they, like, become attracted to other things. So I started singing at a time where, like, Music, like to be in the music business was a gift. Like it was like a, if we're gonna go get this person and give them a song and give them a career, like they're special. We can do this with them. And by the time I started to um, really branch out and release music and do all those kind of things, like the music business was so different. Like it wasn't yeah. the same as when I first started singing. So now it took, like, I think that plays a big part in into why I haven't released the whole project because I just, I changed so much and I make music from, like I have songs from such a long time ago and it's like, now I'm able to drop it. And it's like, 
Maybe I shouldn't because it doesn't really fit in with, you know, everything else, everybody else is doing. And it sounds a little crazy. It sounds like I'm dumbing myself down, but it's really not like it's just trying to be, you know, smart because you could put out a whole project that's timeless, but it's just not its time. Like, and it'll do. I like that it quote. Won't do, yeah. Like it won't do what you want it to do. So it is very, you know, it's it's a thoughtful process that you have to go through when it comes to releasing music and just being mindful of your place in this music industry. Because it's so like so many people and just so many different um, different types of draw like uh, genres like trap soul and like it's just so many different places to fit into. So and you can it's see weird. in the evolution of your music. I was looking back when you had first started, mm-hmm. or at least some of the first music that was released under mm-hmm. MVL. Yeah, and you could still sing your ass off, and Thanks. you have some bars. <laughs> you can actually rap. So all this being said, like I feel like you've kind of come into your own, and I think it's more so you finding your voice than yeah. you giving into the music industry. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I don't want to give in. I just want to follow, like, my vibe and just want the world to, like, receive it and love it for what it is. And I don't want to have to alter too much about myself. I mean, I know you're very hands-on in the production. Are you writing the songs, too, the lyrics? Yes. That's not easy. Um, I was... I was at a point where like all I did was like I wrote everything and I had such a hard time working with other with with other uh, songwriters. And then as time went on, I was like, okay, I can't have every song sounding like this one kind of way. So yeah, exactly. Like I wrote it. So I started working with other songwriters. I thought I was going to hate it. And I absolutely love it. Like every songwriter I've ever worked with, I would absolutely work with again. Like, I mean, if you look at the greats, not all of them wrote their own music, like yeah. Elvis, Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And then there were some people that wrote songs that you would never have even known they wrote, like exactly. Carol King is out there mm-hmm. writing all these crazy songs back in the day. You know what? I was like going through, now that I have a little kid, I've been listening to less just like raunchy hip hop and stuff right. that I actually enjoy. And just taking it back to what I used to listen to as a kid, like Beatles and yep. Beach Boys. And it just amazes me with how many songs that these dudes wrote, like timeless mm-hmm. songs, the Beatles specifically. And it makes you wonder, like, maybe it was being, maybe it was that competitive edge that came with having to be in the same band with Paul McCartney, John Lennon, Mm -hmm. or George Harrison. Yep. What have you learned about songwriting since you began all those years ago? How has your opinion on it changed? And how do you think uh, you've improved in your songwriting abilities Um, over the years? I used to think that when you write a song, like, there's the structure and you have to follow this structure because you have to make sure that it's a song. And um, I later realized that that is not true. The same way you write poetry and, you know, of course you follow the standard stanzas and, you know, all those kind of things, but you can say whatever you want. The rhythm can be what you want. You can change up the, like you can literally do whatever you want because it's yours. It just got to make sense when people hear it. And I learned that, there's a million ways to say one thing like it's not just this one set way and you got to say it this way and everybody has the same mind what are you speaking chinese now no i mean like well well yeah you can say things in other languages too but (laughs) you can say other things in other languages too but like there's so many different scenarios to a situation like it's so many different ways to like explain something so especially when you're talking about love or you know anything of you know romance and um, I also learned, well, I've improved because I was able to pick up certain things from other songwriters, like really just paying attention to 
um, you know, just their process. Like everybody has a different process. And I'll like, if I'm in the studio, I'll flip through certain processes that I remember and I'll be able to get to a song in 20, 30 minutes and go and record it and it's done. Have you ever watched another singer-songwriter put something together? That's kind of where I was getting at with the whole Beatles thing. It's like seeing it, seeing the creation of a great song or a legendary piece. I mean, it just just being around that type of creative energy and seeing the process, I'm sure it helps out. Have you been around any other uh, songwriters that have influenced you to that extent? Um, I won't say... I, have, I haven't been around a songwriter that influenced me to that extent, but I've been around producers that's definitely, like, you know, shown me, like, yo, anything is possible. <laughs> like, anything is possible. Your creativity could go in any route. Like, I just started a song that sounded like a, ja- a jazz song and turned completely into a hip-hop song. Like, I've seen, like, you know, you go with the intention of making this, but then you hear so many other things and, you know, you kind of get excited. <laughs> That's kind of how hip hop was started. Exactly. Was taking other genres of music. Exactly. Sampling. Wow. Exactly. Cool so stuff. I love producers. I love seeing that. Who are some of your favorite producers? Uh, Dizzy Banco is one of my favorite. He's from New York. He's super, super, super dope. Um, he just has an ear. Like he has an ear for, what the what the streets want, what what yeah. the people want, what they're attracted to. And as time goes on, I've been working with him for years. And as time goes on, he amazes me every year because he's so on point. He knows what's coming out. He knows what to do. And he just knows how to lock in. Um, I really love Mono. He's from um, Atlanta, SK. He's super dope. Um, it's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of people, a lot of producers. But those are my faves right now. Considering where you grew up, New York, who your father is, Kid Capri, any classic hip hop producers that you've worked with in the past that um, stood out to you? No, no. That I, I found have, that I, I, I was. You've really taken on your like a, a full on life of your own, completely yeah. different than any of your lineage, and you come from a very rich musical background. Not just your father, your grandfather mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I mean to to take the direction you did is admirable in itself. I'm not just saying this because you're here because you see so many people and you just were on growing up hip hop. So I'm sure you saw it firsthand people that Mm -hmm. really are, I don't want to say living off of their father's legacies or living off their mother's legacies, but they didn't really create their own type of lane. So that's what you did with your own sound and with the direction that your career is taken in the music business Mm -hmm. leading us to voice acting. Did you ever see yourself getting into voice acting? Um, no, I always knew I was going to be an actress. I just didn't think it would be like cartoons. Like that was like off the rails, but that was dope. That was cool. What's that like doing voice acting? Did they make you like do a hundred takes over and over? What's it like being in the, in the No, booth? it really just depends on how good you are. Because <laughs> you have uh, like a screen in front of you that basically shows you the structure of the cartoon. Like you don't yeah. get to see all the... <coughs> Excuse me. You don't get to see like <clears throat> all the colors and like all of that. It's very yeah. basic blocks, and you read oh. the words and you watch it at the same time. Oh, so they don't show you the full-on cartoon; they show you no. like the building blocks of what it's going yeah. to be, essentially. Okay. You don't see the cartoon until it comes out. And what's the name of the cartoon again? Fearless. Fearless. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's on Netflix right now, right? Yes. Awesome. 
So mm-hmm. what was the experience like overall? Are you going to do more voice acting? Yeah, I loved it. It was super dope. It was fun. It was easy, quick. Um, and yeah, I got paid on time. So <laughs> See, that's the difference between doing voice acting for Netflix and music. Yeah. It's uh-huh. just music. Oh, it's like we're all just grabbing it. Nothing. Trying to yep. help something appears. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, but yeah, voice acting is just always something that I uh, always held near and dear to me. There's just so many great cartoons. So to be, and now you're yeah. etched in history, timeless, a character for the rest of time. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. And uh, and so how does this work? Like in general, like moving forward with the acting, the voice acting. You say you're very hands on. Are you out there searching for gigs, or are these gigs just appearing on the on the front step after the past couple of years of the mainstream success you had? Yeah, I mean, I used to definitely like look for shows and like pop up and perform anywhere like but I also learned something about exclusivity exclusive I think I said it right yeah. Oh, yeah. and um of course if you book me I'm there like but I don't really like go out my way like I used to to be like hey I'm coming to perform hey put me on this bill like I haven't been doing that because I want to feel I want to feel creatively um set like I want to feel ready to drop everything like on my own I want to feel like you know so I've definitely been chilling but I'm super excited to perform again I cannot wait like well you're like me I mean this is the perfect excuse the pandemic just never leave the house and just kind of hang out work from home and like you said be exclusive well you want to know something ever since and this uh, this might sound a little dangerous but I'll be extremely honest ever since the (laughs) pandemic started yeah like ever since the pandemic started Probably like the first I was I was staying in living in New Rochelle at the time. And that's where it like really hit like it hit hard. Oh, yeah. Um, me and my partner both had COVID. We were both like, but we didn't have symptoms. Like we were just in the house and it was just us. And the minute I was able to get outside, I was traveling between Miami, Atlanta and L.A. Those are my like and you New had York, the those are my four spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so I was moving like it was like okay everybody else is at a standstill if i could get on a plane and get through the airport and do what i gotta do and make my music and fly back home i'm good and that's what i started doing like so probably like the summertime came i chilled for a little bit once september came i was traveling 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 since september up until now i haven't stopped so i've separated people people that actually worked through the pandemic and didn't take the foot off the gas because they were afraid of the virus that being said have you gotten the the uh the microchip the 5G and installed no. it to you? <laughs> no. no. So I don't even like taking Advil. I don't even like taking Advil. So I'm not taking anything. <laughs> I feel I you on that. I work out all day. Like, I, I, I hear you. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm relatively healthy. I will say this, though. I'm constantly high. I smoke a lot of pot. Besides that, um, I'm pretty healthy. I mean, I'm, my, I'm calisthenically apt. So I feel like I could just like, Push the, the virus away if it yeah. comes into me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, there are healthy people who have gotten sick and have passed. Um, I really just think if you're a person who believes in God, I really just think everybody's, is, everybody's timing is their timing, no matter the situation, whether it's a pandemic, no matter what's going on, when it's time, it's time. If it's not time for you, it's not time for you. And that's just bottom line. It's really like nothing We're to We're all going to die. <laughs> If he dies, he dies. Who is it? Yeah. Uh, the Drago that said that in Rocky Four. 
Yeah, thing. it's the tr- like I literally live by that motto. Like before I do anything, you know how people used to scream YOLO. I literally yell, "If I die, I die." Like, and Damn. if I don't, I don't. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Well, you know what? I think this is a perfect time right now to play some of your music. Go into a quick break. Come back. Wrap things up. And your new song, Oh Me, it's incredible. This is like, it really puts an emphasis on your voice. No like crazy production, like overshadowing anything. So to anyone out there listening, if you want to get a real dose of Vina Love, this is her. Her voice is incredible. And Vina, where can they follow you on Instagram? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at V-I-N-A underscore L-O-V-E. And uh, you catch all the singles on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. And you can also catch the videos on Worldstar and YouTube. Awesome. We're also going to play the V22 freestyle. Hey. Because you've got some, you've got real bars here. You know, we've got Mr. Cheeks Thank here. You. He likes to hear That's some so real crazy. Bars. That was three years ago. That's so and crazy. Body I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were going to like kind of stem into making more rap rap. Because when yeah. did you write all that yourself? Yes. See that? Right, I think that's the... my favorite thing to write though. Like raps are my favorite. Yeah. All right. So we got something to talk about when we come back. V22, oh me. Vina Love here on the Ryan Show FM. We got Honky Wonky on the ones and twos, and we will be back. Let's go. BigShotRadio.com. Your number one source for real hip hop 24 7. This, first off, this is the Ryan Show FM. I guess that goes without saying. You hear me, Ryan Vernell, here on the mic. <laughs> Vina Love is here with us, and women in hip hop have been holding it down, Vina. Absolutely. Not just yourself, you hear Lady London. You hear mm-hmm. Beans Got Bars. I mean, mm-hmm. what is going on? Why are the guys eating Xanax, mumbling, wearing dresses, wearing <laughs> fingernail paint, fingernail um, polish, whatever that's called? Yet we have the women holding it down more, more bar yeah. heavy than any of the dudes that are out there. I don't understand what's going I on. I will be very honest with you. I think we are at a time in the world where women are absolutely tired of being secondary. Like we are tired of everybody saying like, praise women, praise black women, and then treating us the complete opposite. I think we're tired. So we're literally taking everything. Like everything's for the taking. We don't care. We don't care what (laughs) nobody got to say. And that's really just what it is. Like, and I feel like that with every, no matter the area, women are taking over real estate, stocks, everything. We're like going crazy. And damn it. Now you're not only are you the better species, you can create souls out of the galaxy inside of you, literally. But now you're out out barring us. You're out singing us. I mean, this is just crazy. It's the takeover of the female species. We were technically already inferior when God put the baby in Mary without her losing her virginity. So technically we kind of won. But um, now we're just <laughs> winning even more. <laughs> and I'm extremely proud. It's, it's motivational, it's inspiring, and it's amazing to see us evolving the way we, and being, and being respected and being seen for who and what we are. It's amazing to see where women are in history right now. So, Oh, yeah. I'm proud. And, and like you said, it's, it's not, and yes, it's because of ladies like you that can step up and hold the candle and lead the way. You're 23 yeah. years old. And you're doing mm-hmm. right, and you're doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, Twenty-four. I'll actually be twenty-five this year. That's so crazy to me. Oh my god. Oh whatever. <laughs> Same thing. You got plenty of time. So, so crazy. I mean, look, twenty-five is what the new like fifteen. So you might as well act as yeah. crazy as you want. This is just how it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's not just music. 
it's everywhere yeah. you go. Women are, are actually, it's, it's finally happening. So to all of those oppressive males out there, <coughs> Hams, Dave, <coughs> uh, yeah, you have to go and, and, and look over your shoulder because they're coming. Yo, honestly, I bet that if you were to name the top five best MCs to come out in the past 10 years, maybe like three of them, Rhapsody, um, you know, like bar for bar, I'm talking. Like mm-hmm. there are women in this conversation and they weren't in the past. So like I can only imagine another yeah. 10, 20 years that go by. Who knows? Your, your name might just be in the mix. Oh, yeah, definitely will be because I'm coming for everything. When I start, it's not, I've been like as of now, I have like five, six songs out maybe like by myself. When I start releasing stuff and putting my album out and putting my EP out, I'm not stopping because I've, I've given so much space and so much time in my career where I wasn't releasing anything. And everybody been doing them, but now everybody like having babies and like starting families and stuff like that. And now it's perfectly fine. Thank y'all so much. Move aside. <laughs> That's your turn, exactly. Love that. Move aside because I'm coming right on through and I'm so excited because I've been preparing for so long. So what do we have next? Like you talk about the EP or an album. What, what any date set on any of this? So I wanted to, I wanted to release my album in July. But um, I thought about it. I'm going to release an EP first because I had made an album prior to making the second album after I signed my deal. And I want to be able to give people those, those songs because they comment on my like old pictures, old videos from like way long ago, asking for music till this day from like 2015. Oh, yeah. so still like, like, like from days ago, people are still yeah. asking for new music if you go and look. So you see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like I want to be able to give that to them so i'm definitely gonna put out an ep first um around august and then i'll put my album out probably like around my birthday maybe a little after like november and um yeah i want see i saw on instagram you were with johnny shipes a fellow hamptonite i've never mm-hmm. met the guy but i'm a good friend of his brother will shapiro shouts the will mm-hmm. but johnny shipes and you it looked like you were signing some type of contract is this yes what's the deal with that so i started my own label amori love records al records um, <clears throat> I'm one of the youngest black women with her own record label. So ah, shout out congratulations. To <laughs> okay. Um, I hold that title very proudly. Um, and, and don't forget you, you're Sicilian too, right? You do have some Italian. Yes. You got to yes. pay some homage to, to my heritage yes. here too. Okay. I am Sicilian and I'm proud of it. I have the nose to prove it. Hey, that's um, two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I started my label and I went into partnership with cinematic, um, okay. and, for a whole year, I just made music. Like, he didn't bother me. <laughs> he didn't ask me for much. He was just like, yo, here and go work. I said, okay, perfect. And that's exactly what we did. And it worked out perfectly. We have um, <clears throat> tons and tons of songs. And yeah, I think I think we're all just really excited to see it come out and just be what it is. I'll tell you, as a listener sitting there going through the body of work today, I'm excited as well. And he's also, I know he's, he's got a lot of stuff going on. So it's, it's definitely yeah. a good guy to partner up with. From what I've seen, I've mm-hmm. never met him, like I said. But from the outside looking in, he knows how to move the chess pieces around the board. So, And that's yes. great. Your own record label at 24 yeah. years old. So yeah. who are you looking for? What type of talent are you searching out? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I haven't been looking to sign artists yet. I, re- I want to be my first major artist, but I want to 
use me as the blueprint. So I want to get further in my career before I start like just throwing people on my label because somebody else actually, uh, Amaretta. Do you know Amaretta, the rapper? I, she's I've heard of her. I've heard of her. Yeah, but she's I don't... really dope. And she had, uh, Gucci had put up a post about um, signing a new artist. And she was basically saying like, thank you for the support. But she was letting her supporters know like, I'm, I wouldn't sign to another artist because, you know, you really won't be able to be as big as them, like, yeah. or surpass them or anything like that. So I never want to be that kind of artist. I want to be able to sign artists to an established, strong label that's going to give them the things that they need, because that's the point. Like for so many years, record labels have been um, pulling a wool over so many artists' eyes and like, you know, leading them in the wrong direction and i just don't want my label to be that so i'm gonna make it strong yeah i'm gonna make it strong and then i'm gonna go get some really really talented people and i'm excited and i'm sure that's discouraging for all of these uh these guys that have started record labels that are listening you know i find so many people that listen to this show are uh are artists Mm -hmm. there's so many less fans than there used to be now all of these people that were like devoted enough to go and buy albums hang posters mm-hmm. on the walls, do all these things. They're now taking selfies. They're all artists yeah. themselves. They all have access to go into the studio, yeah, make too. a song. Like, supporters nowadays are, the hype comes from blog stuff. It doesn't come from running to the CD store and standing outside waiting for them to sign your paper, yeah. your picture. Like, that love for an artist that love for music is not, I'm not going to say it's not there, but it's not the same. Like the supporters don't go as like crazy for certain things anymore. So when it comes to interviews and radio shows, like I realize that too. Like, of course I always have like a few supporters, like, you know, watching of course, obviously, yeah. but oftentimes after the show, I always hear from other artists like, yo, I just watched the show. That was so dope. Like so inspiring. So that is very true that a lot of artists are always like tapped in there's so much more access to celebrities yeah. now. I talked to Cheeks yeah. about it. And back then, nobody could get in touch with Mr. Cheeks. You had to go through mm-hmm. like 30 people to even get a hold of him. Yeah. I'm sure as, you, I'm sure as people, your father tells you. Like, yeah, Rakim is like that. Rakim can't, he, you can't find him for nothing. <laughs> still, still right now, which still. is incredible because we're yeah. in this new age. Now you, as a budding celebrity, everybody mm-hmm. can just get into your DMs yeah. or send you some weird message or find mm-hmm. a way to get in touch with you. I mean... It's just a, it's changed fandom in general. Yes. And it, it changed the fantasy of like, exactly. lo- like of loving an artist because it's like, oh my God, I'm dreaming about them all day. Now you can just go to their Instagram and watch videos and watch them all live. And like, it's like complete, like you can grab onto them. So it's different. And that's why you got to go so hard to be so extraordinary because yeah. You want it to mean something. Like, you don't want to mean what everybody else means. Like, that's not what I'm going for at all. So it's definitely hard. How have you been able to adjust to, to fame and to the popularity that came with being on television? Um, you know, I, I pretty much, like, expected uh, everything because I knew that this was the life I was going into. Like, I knew fame would come with it. I knew, like... Um, you know, a lot of things were going to change. Like I wasn't unrealistic. I knew what, what I was walking into. And so it really didn't take much of an adjustment. The only adjustment I will say was 
you know, obviously getting used to walking around with cameras in your face, but um, I've gotten over that hump. But I mean, I'm sure that 24-7, a reality yeah. show, helps you get used to that. That's, like, even worse than yeah. paparazzi. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, it. nothing was – I wasn't really blindsided. Like, I knew what I was walking into, so it wasn't much to adjust to. And you know what else you have that's also really comes in handy when you're getting famous is you're likable. Like when people, once again, you can go through YouTube and look at the comments. I was like looking at some mm-hmm. clips from going up hip hop because I'm not going to lie. I don't have time to watch these types of television shows, any yeah. shows in general. But mm-hmm. I watched a lot of the clips and yo, you're very well loved and very uh, well, you know, uh, like received mm-hmm. by the yeah. fans of that show. Are you first off, whose idea was it for you to go on there? Because your personality type. I just wouldn't picture you wanting to right? be on some type of a show like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, honestly, um, they reached out for, for some time. And I, w- I have interviews of me saying, like, I will never do reality TV. Just because, like, I'm, I'm going to get locked up. <laughs> like, you're not going to be able to talk to me however you want and do whatever you want. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, so that's why I was always opposed to it. Um, and also, I couldn't imagine going on TV and embarrassing my family for no amount of dollar. Um, it just that concept just never made sense to me. Like, why would I get on TV in front of the world, share my life with everybody and then bash my family at the same time? Like, I'm just not yeah. with that. So I was completely against it. Um, we TV reached out for a while. Um, we decided to take the meeting. <clears throat> And, you know, they just assured us, like, it was a family show and they were going to do their best to, you know, produce a show that they're supposed to produce, but also protect us and, you know, keep us looked at in a certain light. And, of course, obviously, that didn't always work out. That wasn't always the case. Um, but, yeah, we just went for it. We went for it. And I think it helped in terms of, like, getting to know my name like, if you don't know my music, it's like, you see the face, you see the name. So when you see the face and you hear the name later, you'll be like, oh, she was on Growing Up Hip Hop. That's Vina. So I think it helped a little bit. But um, I learned a lot. I wouldn't do it again. Um, mm, so that answered my next question. Because I was going to say, like, you were separate from the past. And this is not to bash any. There's a lot of great talents or whatever on there. But you were definitely, like, you look at certain shows and, and people stand out like, okay, this person's actually going to do something on the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I figured and that. Was that the point. In terms of, oh, there was one thing I saw, and it was like very clickbaity. So I clicked it. Obviously, it was clickbait. And it was like, uh, Vina Love exposed in front of her dad on growing up hip hop. And it was a scene of you dressing risque. And mm-hmm. once again, we discussed earlier, you're actually talented. So, yeah, I mean, you're hot. You don't need to go and flex that, though. Exactly. But that exactly. being said, you were out on, uh, you know, in the show and they were recording you and you were dressed up and your father was like, what the hell's going on here? I was just mm-hmm. wondering, was that for the camera? Was he upset? Like, what, what was the real truth behind the scene uh, um, that went kind of viral there? It was really, it was, it was really like something that me and my dad went through. Like, it was really like we had to get over that hump of like, I always knew that I never had to take my clothes off. But we wanted to have a flat out example of how to show that to the world. Like, yeah, you could be sexy. Yeah, you could do X, Y and Z. But if you're at a young age and you can preserve this image of yourself, do so. Why not? Now, I'm 25 years old. I'm about to be 26 and I'm still a child. Well, not a child. I'm still very young in age, but I can do certain things now. (laughs) 
yeah, I, mean, I still have to be very, you know, mindful of how, you know, I do certain things. Like, I'm not, I'm never just going to be blatantly naked, like, hey, yeah. look at everything. But there's a way to do things. But at the time, it was like, you know, there's, you can be talented and be known and not do what everyone else is doing. Like, and seeing that father-daughter relationship between us and showing people that you don't have to deal with your children in such an aggressive manner all of the time. Like you can simply have a conversation. You can simply let them know what it is that you don't like and let your child express themselves as well so that you guys can have a healthy resolution and well, healthy solution. And the world doesn't think that way. So that was really what that episode was about. Like just trying to lead by example. That was the Sicilian in your pops right there. Forget Mm -hmm. about it. What do you think this is? Forget about it. That's definitely great, though. But you know what? I will say from a viewer on the outside, you do let your talent outshine the looks. Like, yeah, like you have it going on. So you have to show it. It's part of the game, I guess. Right. Like if you're a guy, what are you just going to like stay bundled up in sweaters and sweats? Right. Like it's a weird double standard. Although Mm -hmm. I do understand where your dad's coming from, because there are those girls where it's literally all based around the image and the way that they look. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. they say sex sells. So, I mean, I think you found a very classy balance to the way that you go about it. So. Hey, thank you. There we go. Give you, uh, give you your roses like they say. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We do have to wrap things up. We got Vina Love here. And Vina, where can they follow you on IG? And better yet, where can they see you in person? I heard you have some shows coming up. Yeah. Um, some shows. Do I? Do I? I don't just make that up. I thought you said that the world's opening up. I was, see. Oh, no. Yes. Soon. They're coming. They're (laughs) coming. (laughs) Um, I don't have any shows right now, but. You know, as of right now, you can turn your post notifications on our IG. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at V-I-N-A underscore L-O-V-E. Um, you can catch all my music on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music, Google Play. And um, catch my videos on World Star on YouTube. And I say turn my post notifications on because when I do start popping up and I'm outside and I'm hosting and I'm moving around, I want you guys to be the first to see it. So Turn the notifications on. Come on. She's got a great Instagram, yeah. too. Yeah, I'm fun. I'm yeah, actually really fun. <laughs> you see, you have the Instagram figured out too. That's what I don't have figured out. At the mm-hmm. Ryan show, you can look. I just like I'm just like too old. I'm like 31. I'm just <laughs> too awkward for this stuff. So I see that you have everything from the reels to you know, like we said, pictures. You showing off some nice new outfits. So it's a really fun follow for any of the guys and the girls out there. Mm-hmm. But Vina, it's been an honor to have you on not once but twice in the past year. So thanks for joining me. Thank and, you. Uh, and I'll be popping out to your show in New York. I can promise you that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Right, Let's go. Until then, this is The Ryan Show FM, and we'll be back very soon. Buddy McGirt coming up next. So, you know, a little bit of variety as always, but we'll be back very soon. This is The Ryan Show FM. Let's go. Real hip-hop 24-7 from today and back in the day. BigShopRadio.com.